Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Holland. Welcome to another one. This time, let's find out what it's like being freelance for designer Jonathan DaCosta. When I started, I used to work from home and I would say I wasn't really keen on that because I'm not really productive from home. Having a studio rented in Paris, so I really separate my work from my home. For two years now, I also work closely with another freelancer. We share the works together. That collaboration really helped me to gather more work and being able to deliver better work. Yeah, so there is Jonathan, who is based in Paris. He is a freelance designer and art director, working with some very cool brands and projects as ever. For all of our guests, you can link through to their websites and, you know, their Twitter or Instagram or whatever it might be that they're doing at beingfreelance.com. That is the website where we publish articles about being a freelancer. We put up videos. So my like my freelance week is documented in a weekly vlog and like over over 130 guests for goodness sake now conversations that you can enjoy and it's really nice to hear from you when you do as well like that was something don't know whether i mentioned from from the freelance heroes event for, for example where i was speaking the other week where people are coming up to you and like saying it helped them when they were quitting their job and going freelance or it helped them change their work-life balance thing and i'm not taking all the credit (laughs) it's all for guests for sharing their thoughts and just the same as when you go into facebook groups and people are sharing their thoughts and helping each other out um it's 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 a really good feeling for everybody comes together and learns together anyway beingfreelance.com is the website and if you could do one thing to help grow this actually i'll make it two things two things to help get this show out there to as many people as possible then one would be to leave a review wherever you get your podcast so for example in itunes just click through from your phone or on your desktop and yes just leave a review tell us what you think about it the other one is to share it so it might be sharing it on your social media when a new episode comes up or there's an episode that you've really loved or it could be sharing it at a meetup for example or in a facebook group or whatever but just yeah helping spread the word that way would be cool as well right now though let's get on with it shall we and go to paris and chat to freelance designer jonathan da costa hey jonathan hey thanks for having me salut bonjour thanks so much for doing this now as ever we we always get started hearing how you got started being freelance so yeah tell us your your story how you've ended up what you're doing as far as i remember i've always been really interested in Working on my own, uh, my path uh, was pretty standard. I started working in the digital industry almost 12 years ago, which feels like an eternity uh, when I'm saying it. And maybe after three, four years, I um, quit my job at a pretty big agency here in Paris and started working on my own. At the time, boundaries between development and design were quite blurry compared to today so what i was doing mostly was uh, balancing my time between design and development i was uh, not bad flash developer at the time flash was a pretty uh, huge stuff so yeah I, I started from there then i went back uh, to agencies maybe two years after that but only to <laughs> quit again my job because uh this was a pretty good reminder about how i didn't fit very well in the agency world. And this is where I am now. I've been working as a 
freelance designer and art director for maybe uh, four years straight now here in Paris, mostly have had the chance to work with different clients uh, around the world in London and uh, United States, even in Asia. Most of my work is design related, also art direction, photography, content production, video and stuff. I don't do uh, development uh, myself anymore, uh, mostly because it's really much more specialized than compared to when I started. And yeah, I have a pretty 50% balance between collaborating with agencies that I've been working for a few years or working on my own projects with clients. Could be websites, apps, mostly digital related, but also branding, like I said, of photography and everything that could be uh, integrated around a digital interface. That's cool. So you were at an agency, you went freelance, and then you went back into agency and then you left again. So what was it in particular that you you felt that you were getting from freelance that you didn't get from from being in an agency? I think, of course, autonomy and the the, the process is, is very different. But um, I really struggled with, let's say, the, the funeral process of, of an agency. Meaning uh, when I started, like I said, I, I was... And in between of creative developer, designer, so it started to be more and more technical for me because I had development skills, so people tend to think that I was a developer and I couldn't do design anymore. So that was the first reason I went out of the agency to be able to design again because in the agency, I was people almost forgot that I could design. And after that, when I went back to agencies, I uh, was more into design positions, so slowly evolving from junior roles to more senior ones in, until creative direction and leading teams. But depending on your position, your range of tasks is pretty limited. And what I like today on my daily work is being able to switch from a photo shoot in the morning to doing interface work, more UX stuff. So. I really like having hands-on and all the positions I got in agencies were pretty close in terms of task. If you're an art director, you'll be doing mostly pitch work and design stuff for clients at the very beginning of the projects. But many, many times you don't see your project anymore once it's won because it's designed by another team or someone else in the studio or even worse, um, sometimes I've, I was designing an entire website for weeks or months. And once the design tasks were finished, the work was transmitted to the development team. And I received like a notification by email saying, hey, your website you have been designing like three months ago is now live without any kind of feedback and stuff. So the, the fact that this very separated process and not being able to be involved in different tasks along the project really frustrated me so i always thought that freelancing could allow me to find other ways to be working along all these different elements and also being able to be more in touch with the final client which is something when you work in a traditional advertising agency at least here in paris you don't tend to do much of course you have a few clients meeting but there is so much different people involved that you only want piece of the puzzle and somewhere yeah and for all the, the variety of stuff you can do compared to an agency is really 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 different so the main reason is that being able to, to work on really different stuff did working in an agency though like especially you know you went back in you came back out did it help you work on bigger clients which then 
helped you as a freelancer? Like if you were to imagine perhaps yourself always having been a freelancer, do you think you kind of like stepped up? Yeah, d- definitely. 100% sure. Because you wouldn't get that kind of clients uh, on your own without any contact. And even today in my daily work, today with my freelance career, the, the work I did in the agencies helps me on a daily basis, meaning all the contacts I got, all the people I've been working with are potential contacts for my work today. So I'm, I'm still working with many of the, the agencies I've been working on on a contract base. And yeah, the, the, these kind of projects are difficult to access when you're starting on. You, you mean, you need to have to, some references to, to be able to pretend uh, to hire kind of uh, projects. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty natural process, but without having this agency experience, I probably wouldn't have the, the same type of clients I have today. So is that where most of your clients have come from? Where's, when you set out being freelance, was it through the contacts you'd already made? Yeah, I mean, the most part of my work today come from word of mouth, which means basically people I've been working on could be project managers, designers, whatever. People have been in touch some way um, along my career that can recommend me to their agency or their team or any contacts they have or clients that uh, recommend my work to friends or their professional contacts, which means, yeah, mostly from agencies, but also from clients interacting with other prospects coming from other industries or, or stuff. So I'll, I'll say 50, 50 between agency contacts and direct client that comes from previous uh, references or previous project I did. So how about now? So you, do you work from home? Uh, no, but one of the one of the things I did between the first time I went to freelance to the second time is... Um, Having a studio rented in Paris, so I really separates my work from uh, my home, which helps me, I mean, having a, a sane and independent uh, work area. Uh, I, when, I, when I started, I used to work from home, and I, I would say I, I wasn't really keen on that because I'm not really productive from home, which is kind of ironic because people tend to think that's, yeah, that, that's one of the freelance fantasies about you work from home, you can just work from anywhere, etc. So no, I, I work from uh, my, my studio. It's been the same for four years in a very um, organized way, like, like I would do in any agency. And is it just you or, or is it a co-working type space or? I share my screen. I share my um, studio with a developer, Maxim, who works from with me on different projects, and we we share the entire space with another agency who does uh, mostly production and development stuff. Oh, nice! So there's a social side to it yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. And that developer that you mentioned, does he always work with you, or are you like both independent? It just happens that you can collaborate. It really happens. We, we don't have a specific process, meaning depending on the work uh, we got, we can work together or on our own projects. It really depends on the, on the project, the schedule, etc. And you really specialize in a specific kind of work, which is 3D, uh, which means depending on the, the scope of the project we work or uh, we don't work together. Yeah. And obviously you're based in Paris. So I'm imagining, you know, when I speak to people based in London, for example, or New York, they often tend to have quite a community around them. Is that the same for you in Paris? I'm, I'm not the most social 
person in terms of professional relationships. There, there is a huge community here. Uh, we have a, a lot of very good agencies and the, the freelance uh, scene is also really talented. There, there are a few uh, events, uh, drinks, stuff, meetups uh, that happen. I don't participate that much because I have a more time-consuming personal life as I had a kid four years ago. So I try to spend the most possible time with my family too besides work but um yeah the, the, the community is pretty uh, established uh, also a different networks slack channels and stuff so we know uh, each other and we tend to work together and yeah th- th- there's a pretty good energy around the, the freelance and digital uh, scene in general in paris it's been it's been there since almost the beginning i mean i went to paris mostly to be able to to work because I'm from uh, Eastern France, where the digital is not that well established. Paris is really one of the big cities, um, the, the bigger, of course, of, of France in terms of digital work. And I think it, it's been also a very leading community since the beginning of the digital design development industry. Cool. How how do you go about taking time off? Look, you mentioned like having so you've got a family. Like, do you work weekends? Do you take holidays? How how's that going? I've been pretty strict with myself and putting very uh, specific boundaries, like trying to not work on the weekends or extra hours. Almost turn off my phone at night because of uh, some clients overseas. So time zones can sometimes uh, lead to. Um, exchanges on extra hours yeah I, I tend to be the most strict as possible because one of the, the struggles for me at least as a freelancer is to really maintain this balance and not to be at work 24 7 so so far so good i've maintained this balance pretty well but it, it comes with really strict rules like not working on weekends and try to not work too much too late and obviously not at night yeah how do you go about that? Like, have you looked at the way you work productively or do you limit the amount of projects you take on? It's always very difficult because when you're freelancing, you don't control the incoming work. And many times uh, you, you can have two very interesting projects at the same time. So uh, I, I try to be really careful about the, the way I work and my process, try to document myself, because this is something we I, I didn't learn. I mean, design school, uh, you learn to design, but not really to, to manage your business, your time. So trying to improve myself almost on a daily basis, reading articles and stuff about the way I could just improve my, my workflow. For now, it's, I, I, I try to make it as simple as possible and just be very transparent with the client, with the experience. I have now a better idea of the timelines, the time it will take to complete that project. So I try not to pretend um, to be able to deliver when I have already a lot of work without saying no, because that project could be interesting too. And for two years now, I also work closely with another freelancer, which helps me just having a continuous flow of work. We share the works together. We work really hand-by-hand collaboratively on these projects. And this was uh, one of the biggest changes between now and when I started. That collaboration really helped me to uh, gather more work and being able to deliver better work because when the schedule starts to it's always difficult to maintain a certain level of quality of details etc 
Interesting. So, so that other person, are they do they do the same role as you? So it's not the developer you mentioned earlier, but rather another designer. No, it's another designer. I've been working with him earlier in agencies, and yeah, it, it happened at a time two years ago when I had two very interesting and important projects and I had to choose between one and another because th- there was no chance I could um, complete the two so one day I just asked him if he would be interested to work with me on these jobs and he was available at the time so we started from there and depending on the workload I have I reached to him to see the best way we can complete it so um, we took some time to just uh, learn to work together but now the, the flow is pretty consistent and we managed to i think work um with four hands really efficiently so it's it's pretty pretty interesting stuff Uh, i think it's pretty uncommon because freelancers mostly in design tend to work on their own but since that i really managed to better deal with those uh, timelines and stuff and have a really better overall um workflow yeah, it's it's cool. So it's not like you'd simply give one project to him, for example, but rather that you put your heads together, you brainstorm it, but then building assets or what you know whatever's involved in the the job, designing it, you you will separate out tasks. Would that be it? Yeah, could be like in beginning of a project, we can split the work, uh, saying, okay, let's do two different design explorations, and let's see what the the client uh, will will think about these or that or different explorations, really on an autonomous way. And then once the project is more settled, we just share the task, meaning I can do, I can start the landing page and can just iterate from there, or we, we separate the different elements or we we also have different um, sensitivities meaning we don't like the same stuff so you'll be very interested in let's say working on the general mood board iconography and stuff where i can work more on the ux elements so yeah we, we just share our process uh, depending on the, the task we have to complete in a very transparent way and it's all also pretty helpful because working as a um, individual sometimes you can struggle with being 100% comfortable with uh, your own feedback it's, it's difficult to just uh, have an opinion on your own work when you've been working for uh, many days many weeks on, on the same subject so having someone to just iterate share bounce ideas etc also helps me being more efficient and finding new ideas being able to just recreate stuff etc yeah and i mean you said about transparency so does the client realize that they're you know so they come to jonathan and then do you say well yes but on this project i'm going to be working alongside you know who like do they know that it's not just you yeah 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 i'm 100 transparent with the client saying we are a small team. Uh, I can hire other developers, designers, really depending on the um, on the work. And I, I really definitely think this um, is the best way for me to deliver the best possible work. I've been also uh, collaborating with typographers when for branding needs. Let's uh, uh, say I need a specific typeface, or working with uh, professional photographers for a specific fashion shoot. Meaning. I'm not afraid of delegating very specific or more general tasks to other creatives under my jurisdiction. I'm saying that on 
<laughs> joking note, but it, it's really about finding the, the best assets for me and deliver them to the client. I, I don't have a specific ego saying I'll be doing uh, everything. I'm in charge of the project and I'll be the person leading the project from the starting point to the end, but I'm happy to share vision and the directions with other creatives in order to enhance and elevate the, the final project. Brilliant. And the main client contact and the, I guess the, you know, the financial side of it, that goes to you. Yeah, the client contact, the, the overall strategic direction. The, like I said, I really like to work on very wide uh, different elements. Could be also the copywriting, the photography. I'm doing photography myself, uh, depending on the project or iconography type. So it's really about, depending on the schedule, the project objective, finding the, the best possible combination of creative assets I can deliver to the client. So I, I, I reiterate on, on these elements and try to find, if necessary, other creative assets that, can, that could join me and help me create an even better project. Mm. Has there been anything that has been tricky in that process? Yeah, like I said, sometimes feedback could be uh, difficult, but I, I was pretty lucky because I've always been working with really interesting and open people. So the, the creative process on itself wasn't almost never uh, an issue. Sometimes it's really tricky to deal with the client and the other assets or me because we have had some issues, for example, in a previous project where the, the client wasn't really knowing what he wanted and Having you work several times uh, on different propositions because the client doesn't exactly know what he wants, not very clear on the brief, etc. It's it's already very difficult with, when it's on your own. But when you involve other um, assets, people, mostly all of these assets are close friends of mine. I get into a very difficult position because I have to deal with the client, which is my client and uh, my partners. And I, I really need to find the, the good balance between the client needs and what we want to do, our uh, quality standards, what we want to achieve, and sometimes very difficult feedback. Uh, so yeah, that's the most tricky part, definitely. Yeah, giving feedback to those that you're working with, especially if you're friends. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that sounds like such a great way of working. And has that way of working made it possible for you to grow your business, I guess, in a much sort of bigger way, be it like financially, but also the sort of projects that you're working on? Yeah, definitely. Meaning my work at an agency was mostly doing beautiful layouts possible, but Without the help of a developer, your layouts would never become a, a website. So it's pretty natural to me to collaborate with people that can help me giving life to the projects I'm working on. So yes, it, it helped me just reach other kind of projects because I, I'm not stick to only doing the design, but I can be partner helping a client to develop a wall website, an app or whatever, or a digital campaign or whatever. So it helped me reach different kind of projects that I couldn't be reaching by, on, on my own unless I want to develop my, myself, which is I'm, I'm not uh, skilled enough now to, to do that. Yeah. And you said about being able to not work, for example, at the weekend, do you actually manage to switch off your brain as well? Yeah, that's the most struggling part, definitely. And that's something I'm still working on a daily basis. Um, 
the counterpart of uh, reaching bigger projects, bigger clients, and working with uh, different people is that you're also in charge of much more things. It could be just project management, could be finance, could be everything else. I mean, everything that goes around the project is also on my side now, which means I have a lot of more stuff to think. It's not just my design part of my strategy, whatever. It's not my tasks only, it's... Um, all project tasks and i really try to find ways to switch off uh, i started meditating and doing yoga for a few weeks few months now with pretty good results and my best way to switch off was to have a decent physical activity so one of the or the other counterparts of being a freelancer is that i really wanted to have more time for health and outdoor activities and stuff which i couldn't have uh, working in an agency so I, I try to switch off by running mostly or spend time with my family and having stuff to do really outside the screens and outside the, the project in order to be able to to switch off because this is the most anxious part of uh, being a freelancer is that kind of you know voice that uh, always speaks to, to you about um, the invoices the, the accounting that you have to do all the, your giant to-do uh, list that's not completed and etc etc so uh, everything that uh, any kind of freelancer has always uh, struggled yeah how have you coped with the financial side uh, especially as you've you know as, as you start to bring on other freelance team members i i try to be as professional as possible and the first thing was to hire a professional accountant so that that was on my first day of being a freelancer my, my first expense meaning i didn't want to spend any minutes uh, doing some accounting so i hired someone that was in charge of this and that helps me save a lot of money and just deal with that specific part. On the client side, I try to be really, really professional as possible, meaning having really clear contracts, um, estimates, invoice. And it, it, it's really difficult because, like I said, uh, 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 I've been learning being a designer, but not an accountant or a business manager. So this is a really difficult situation sometimes when you have to ask for money or ask for a client to sign that estimate for a second or so time because it's, it seems being ignoring your emails or your notification. But by experience, I can say now that when everything is set, meaning you have your contract signed, your estimate signed, your only concern now is to do the better possible job. So as now I try to collaborate with different professionals, really try to be very neat on, on the way I manage all the, um, the budgets uh, and stuff. Excellent. Now, I always do this thing where i ask for three facts about yourself make two true and one a lie so what have you got for me jonathan uh okay so it's, it's gonna sound pretty weird sorry so we uh, i had a grandma in pajamas for a few weeks in my studio first one uh second fact i got drunk at the age of two and third, like I said, uh, I try to have a really decent uh, physical activity. So sometimes I swim to work because uh, my studio is close to the river. What? Okay. Now, maybe I didn't hear the first one, but it sounded to me like you had a grandma, as in a grandmother, in pajamas in your studio. Yeah. Uh, what, living there? Like, what's the... Yeah, living there. So in your studio, as in your office? Yeah, in our office. 
What? How did you end up with a? This sounds like a children's picture book. <laughs> like a grandma in pajamas. Well, was she like part of the like when you rented it? It was like, well, it's great. It has Wi-Fi. It has great views of the city, and it has a grandmother in her nightwear. <laughs> Yeah, that's the idea, basically. Okay, you're not okay. You got drunk at the age of two. I don't know. I've always had this vision of of the fact that the French have a very healthy, in many ways, relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hundred percent French because, um, like, my name can sound. I'm from a Portuguese uh, family. Both of my parents were born in Portugal. I was I was born and raised in France, but I'm not hundred percent French. But even I mean, even at so I mean, did a Portuguese go at two? I don't know. Swim to work. Swim to work. You swim in the same. Yeah. I mean, I've not been to Paris for about 20 years. Other than the time where me and my wife accidentally drove through Paris because the sat-nav took us the wrong way. That was uh, that was awful. Anyway, so I'm trying to remember the same. Would I have... Because I know for sure I would not swim in the Thames in London. You have a beach, don't you? Yeah, we have. And we have also an international triathlon, uh, which has a swimming section in the Seine. Yes, and maybe it, it because yeah, you do have a beach, or even if it's a fake beach, you have one. Okay, I was going to say that wasn't true, but maybe you could, especially if it was very hot in the city. Okay, I, I'm going to say that the grandma in pajamas is the lie. No, it was true. Ah, <gasps> I, I I don't swim to work. I'm a pretty bad swimmer. Uh, probably uh, didn't manage it. Sorry. Could you swim to work if you were a good swimmer? Do people swim in the Seine? I think it's forbidden because there are a lot of, a lot of tourist boats and stuff. But uh, yeah, you, you can. Yeah, I mean, on, on summer, people sometimes jump to the river, but it, it's forbidden. You could go to jail. Which means you did get drunk at two. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty embarrassing. But it, it seems like, I mean, uh, I got remembered by, of this uh, topic by my parents at each uh, family party, but it seems like it was my birthday or something. I, I don't know exactly if someone gave me wine or if uh, I just grabbed a cup or something, but it seems like I was uh, slightly drunk uh, at my second birthday. So a bit embarrassing. Yeah, and about the, the, the grandma, it's, it's, a, it's a true fact. Um, one of my uh, design colleagues uh, had his mother-in-law in his living room living for um, a few weeks. And as we are on different time schedules, the time she went to bed uh, was the time we did a few uh, live meetings on video. So she literally was on the camera in pajamas, uh, sleeping, and she just turned off the light each time we started working, so, which was pretty fun and embarrassing at the same time. So part of our story now and pretty fun fact. <laughs> now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? Uh, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my French. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was pretty impulsive at a younger age, like many teenagers or young adults. And as a designer, also, you, you, you tend to think that you know everything, and that your opinion is the design, which is exactly true. But I should have sometimes be a bit more careful, but I don't regret that much. But yeah, like I said, most of my work come now from what of most of people I've been in touch with at some point in my career. And um, I might have been a bit brutal sometimes. So yeah, I would like to say to myself that 
everything that I will be doing could have my signature on it. So yeah, and that that that's pretty pretty standard advice, but uh, could be pretty helpful. It's excellent advice, and would make a great T-shirt as well. Out of interest, how would I say "Don't be a dick" in French? Good question. Sounds so good in English. Fais pas le con, which is "Don't be a dick." Fais pas le con. Fais pas le coq. Excellent, Jonathan. Thank you so much. No, thank you again. It was a pleasure. Go to beingfreelance.com. There are links through to what Jonathan is up to. You can check out his very nice website and uh, and his work. And there'll be a link, of course, at beingfreelance.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Check out the other episodes. Make sure you've hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the vlog where I document my freelance week as well. But for now, Jonathan, thank you very much, and all the best. Being freelance thank you very much sir.